Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. Today is our monthly Intelligence Masterclass, where we dig down into a specific area of email marketing to help you increase your results. And this month, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Jacques Prothon from Odici to join me. Jacques is the founder and CEO of Odici, a company specialized in interactive marketing. Jacques has been working in CRM and email marketing for more than 10 years, both in the UK and Benelux. So Jacques, welcome and thanks for taking the time to join me for this month's Intelligence Masterclass. Great to be with you, Kate. Thank you so much for having me today. Brilliant. So I wanted to invite you on the show today to discuss a really important subject, particularly post-GDPR when a lot of people have lost a portion of their email list. And that is, of course, list growth. More specifically, growing your email list in a fun, intuitive, interactive way beyond just our standard sign-up forms. But before we jump into that in more detail, because I know we've got a lot to discuss, can you tell us a little bit more about Adichie and how you help your clients? So, uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, Odichie came from a, a very um, a sim- simple idea where, where we had this, um, this client um, asking us, uh, how can I engage my, my audience? How can I capture um, customer details uh, in store, offline? Um, and they had this, 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 this challenge with all these people coming in and out of stores without being able to really identify who they were. Um, and we, we thought about a number of ideas and of course the traditional ideas is like setting up a Wi-Fi or, or setting up a data capture with a, maybe an iPad at point of sale or, um, but we thought let, let's do something different. Uh, let's do something with, um, uh, something interactive, uh, with, with a, with a, with a game or, or something that is going to be a bit more fun, uh, and, uh, a bit more, uh, creating this emotional connection with the brand at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did a, a physical scratch card promotion. Uh, it was absolutely amazing in terms of the results. We had a, a massive number of results, of registrations within the first month. Um, and over a year, we had more than 150,000 people registered and, and part of their database. So, it was a, a very, very successful acquisition um, campaign, uh, and that's where we started as a as a company. Is like, how do we uh, create those fun and engaging experiences, not only offline but also online, because it it, it works. It, we we get people a lot more connected uh, and emotionally a lot more engaged to uh, to do it. This is the thing, right? There's so many opportunities now on the internet or in store, as you say, to join somebody's mailing list, start to receive their messages, but we've got to give them a real reason why. And if we can start with a fun element to begin with, get their buy-in, like you say, get them emotionally involved in what they're doing, you're going to have such a better chance of getting them onto your email list and then being able to communicate with them and nurture them going forward. So I absolutely love that idea. And list growth is just such an important topic because It doesn't matter how fantastic our strategy is, how brilliant our design is, all of these fancy things that we want to do with email and to connect with people in that way and the way that they want us to connect with them Mm -hmm. through the channel. But if we haven't got people signing up in the first place, 
We can't do any of that. And as I said, post GDPR, I know so many companies that have reached out to us as an agency and said, help, you know, we're not seeing the revenue we once saw from email. We've lost a large chunk of our list for various reasons post GDPR. We need to build that back up again because we need to get back to where we were with email and blow that out the water as well. We've certainly seen customer engagement and and potential customer engagement with email increase because we've had to be more selective as to who is coming on our list, how they're coming on our list. So we'll definitely talk about GDPR and and the impact that that's had on signups in a little while. But just generally, I think we all need to be aware of list growth because our list is always churning. So called your attrition rate or your churn rate. So, you know, I've seen stats and and certainly clients that have seen 25 to 30% of their email lists moving off and leaving every year. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's those who unsubscribe, they bounce from your list, they hit the complaint button, all of those are who are actually being removed from your sends. But of course, we've also got the emotionally unsubscribed. So not just those who actually hit that button or bounce or complain and come off of your list. But those who go inactive, those who don't see your emails anymore, perhaps due to deliverability problems or you're sending to an account they don't use anymore. And that can be another 10 to 25% of your list. So in terms of our strategy, we not only need to look at list cleansing and reactivation for those emotionally unsubscribed people, but we have to be growing our email list faster than our attrition rate faster than people are leaving our list and physically unsubscribing. So, you know, otherwise your list is going to stay the same size or it's even going to get smaller, which is not what we want. So just for those listening and watching your attrition rate, your churn rate, the best way that I've found to work this out, the simplest way to work it out is to divide the number of people who are leaving your list through unsubscribes, bounces, spam complaints over a period of time, say 12 months. Divide that by your list size today and then times it by 100 for a percentage. So that's how you work out how quickly people are leaving your list. But you need to know that number as well. So just don't times it by 100 and you've got your number of people who are are leaving. So think about the number of people you're bringing in versus the number of people that are leaving and think about your growth rate versus your attrition rate. So we need to beat that. We need to bring in more people than are leaving. So how do we do that? How do we build that email list in a way that really engages subscribers? So Jacques, do you want to share with us what an interactive email signup is and how it differs from a normal form on our website? Yeah, so, so I mean, um, with the example that I was just mentioning, you know, the, the fun and engaging part um of, um, of, of using basically the psychological, emotional aspect of engaging an audience. And this is what we're doing online as well. So we, we're really trying to, before we, we start um, asking for an email address, we're actually trying to get first the emotional connection and get the psychology to kick in. It's like, oh, actually, I would like to do this. I would like to try this. I would like to engage here. Um, and by doing so, uh, immediately people are like, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. And um, I, I actually feel now comfortable sharing um, a bit of data, sharing my email address, sharing maybe, um, you know, some more details about myself and what I'm interested in. Um, and it's it's really all about creating that emotional connection. But what we also do is very much um, not trying to have lengthy processes. We're looking at very short, 
uh, fast. So we're looking at micro moments as well that we are actually experiencing in our day-to-day life. Um, you know, we have a couple of minutes, so we're waiting for the bus. We're just, uh, you know, um, uh, just waiting for a meeting to start. Uh, I've just got a, oh, this is fun. Let me do this quickly. Oh, great. Um, I've, I've have this uh, satisfaction, this, this feeling and this emotional connection. And I, I, it, it didn't last very long. It wasn't really, um, long to, to do. Um, so we, we're working on those, uh, those different elements to make that a very satisfaction, uh, satisfactory uh, experience for, for an audience. Um, with, as a result, much, much higher, um, um, you know, subscription rates because uh, people are, um, you know, quicker to go through the process, um, and a lot more engaged. So what we see, like, versus a, a traditional process where you just have, uh, enter your email address, um, with our interactive experiences, we, we can double that. Uh, and in some cases, even triple that because there are some specific, um, um, you know, gratifications or prizes or something to be won to it. So sometimes uh, it's also connected to uh, a gamification environment where, you know, an offer can be connected to it. That's amazing. And we'll come back to those results in a minute because I definitely want to dig into those a little bit more with some specific examples. But who do you think can benefit the most from interactive marketing? Who have you seen kind of uh, really blowing it out of the water in terms of making the emotional connection and getting the most out of this type of sign up? What type of businesses? So I think there's there's, there's probably two uh, or three three industries that really jump jump to mind. I mean, the first one is the retail um, because it's a very competitive environment, a very fast environment, um, and you need to um, you know personalize, and, and people really expect this level of personalization as well. Um, you know, uh, special um, and and also uh, want to stand out. So I think that's a one of the the, the first um, uh, environment. And when I say retail, is retail and e-commerce as well. Uh, whereby through an e-commerce website, uh, get at the um, interactive connection um, uh, as well through various mechanics that we can uh, can uh, you know can look at, such as pop-ups or can um, you know interactive media that can put put so- through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's uh, the the first industry. The second industry would be very much the travel industry. I think mm-hmm. uh, travel industry is also a very emotional decision. Uh, you know, you decide, okay, I'm going to uh, go on a holiday and uh, emotionally you, you get very connected to, uh, to that, uh, to that destination before you're going. Um, so, uh, doing little, uh, interactive experiences such as quizzes, such as profilers, um, can work really, really well to engage the audience. Uh, why not a little game with, a, you know, spin the wheel or, uh, um, you know, create this, this, uh, this fun and engaging, uh, environment. Um, it's also a, a, an amazing way of, uh, of getting interactive through the door. Um, and an example of it is Virgin Holidays, who used um, the World is a Playground as a brand experience last year um, and used our pinball and our interactive pinball to engage uh, with 130,000 people connected within two days using that interactive experience. So, some people played more than 500 times. Don't, don't ask me how, but uh, they really <laughs> had that time. So it creates this connection really with the brand, and people remember then very well, um, oh, I did this with Virgin Holidays. Um, and uh, the third one that really uh, jumps to mind is, is um, um, all the hospitality, hospitality side. Um, so, so bar, pubs, restaurants, uh, hotels. Um, because in all these environments as well, it's, uh, it's a lot about 
um, you know, the, the, the connection with uh, maybe, uh, you know, what you drink, but also what you eat, uh, what, uh, what also what could be uh, upsold um, within, uh, within hotels, within ancillaries. Um, so there's many, many different things that are possible there. Um, and we did a, a, a great experience with Green King with a digital scratch card that really blew up uh, completely the, the, the results and the expectations as well. Um, so using interactive uh, content there is, is also a great way to, uh, to engage these, uh, these, uh, these audiences. Amazing. I think those are three brilliant examples. And I can certainly see uses for this even beyond those. So even in the B2B world, I can definitely see ways that this could be used to get that connection with people because people buy from people. So if you can connect with them emotionally as a brand, you're hooking into that and you're hooking into the emotional connection they would have person to person in that very same way. So all of these psychological elements are so important, but I can definitely see some uses for it, even from a B2B side. No, absolutely. And we're actually working with um, a hotel chain at the moment, um, really working on their B2B uh, audience to, to better understand uh, what their interests are. Um, and the results are really, really, really good uh, because they're already really connected with the brand, but they actually now want to um, and very easily uh, share share more. Um, so in this case, we're using uh, things that we uh, we know uh, from, uh, from, from apps and what we see around us, such as uh, this famous dating app where you have to swipe left and swipe right. Um, well, we are reusing the same concept in a way where you can customize a preference center just by swiping left and right. Um, and so that makes like a nice experience, a fun experience. And the average time spent um, in uh, inside a, a swipe survey like this is 15 seconds because it goes really, really quick. Um, so it's not uh, a chore. Um, it's actually fun. Uh, and I've got a good memory afterwards thinking, yeah, this is a brand that is, uh, is a bit more, uh, um, you know, engaging than a traditional brand who would, uh, um, you know, give me a, a very long form that I would have to scroll and tick, tick, tick all the boxes. I think that's a brilliant example. So it's engaging, it's fun, it's user-friendly, it's uncomplicated. I think all of those things are what we need to be moving towards because we can see with like the famous dating app that you mentioned, um, that is the way that people's interaction online is going. That's what they want. They want that quick gratification to begin with. You know, we know that that is something that is a a big thing in terms of that psychological element and how people interact. Now we want instant gratification, which is the danger with social media and things like that, isn't it? Um, So the instant gratification, we want the ease of use. And if something isn't easy to use, we switch off and we we go elsewhere. So the usability side of things is really important. So if you've got, I think that's a, a great example, where you need to ask a few questions to get to that end point. So like the preferences, for example, doing that in a way that is as easy and fun as possible, I think is definitely where we need to move. And this is the whole thing about Email marketing generally, you know, we've said this before and and the title of my book is even email marketing isn't dead the way you're using it is. And it really connects back into every stage of those touch points with consumers before, after and during them being on your email list. And this is just the perfect example of using technology so cleverly to link into how people engage online now. So I think that 
that is absolutely fantastic. But how does it work in the offline world then? Have you got an example that you can share with us in terms of the interactivity in the offline world, perhaps in store at a retailer and how we connect that offline and online to get the signups with it? So yeah, um, absolutely. So, so let's let's uh, let's put ourselves um, in um, in the month of December. Uh, we we are go there and going there and then trying to 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 buy Christmas shopping. It's very busy. It's heaving, and it's very difficult for any store to to engage uh, with uh, with with people then. Um, so what we've seen, and we, we're doing this with a with a large number of retailers, it's really about creating this this and very similar to what I was just mentioning is a micro moment. Uh, fast, simple, um, and, uh, and and highly engaging, uh, and so we do this, um, and it's actually back to uh, to the first project that we did. Um, a lot of these environments are built with um, with cards that are being handed out to uh, to people that are actually at the same time with the receipt, uh, usually stapled to the receipt. Okay. Um, scratch cards seem to be working extremely well, um, um, and and they're you know they're they're a fun way. They they they're a nice little engaging way of of, uh, of scratching, revealing a code, and then capturing the customer data. Now the great thing is that we can at the same time um, also capture transactional data. Uh, by adding barcodes on these uh, on these uh, on these cards, which are scanned at the point of purchase. Um, so, but the, the key the key elements here are um, it's really busy. It's really difficult to, for people also to ask email addresses behind a, a point of sale. So, why not just keep it light, um, non-intrusive? Don't try to force the process too much, but with a smile, give something to your audience and say. You know, Merry Christmas. Here is a little something for you. Good luck, um, and let people go away. Um, and what we see is that, uh, that the results are amazing because people have to enter their details themselves. So it's not staff entering the data. So therefore, already we have a much better, a much higher quality in terms of customer data and captured data. Um, then we also do this inside a process which is not clogging the tills. So uh, the retail managers are not angry because we are suddenly slowing down the tills at a, at a time where it needs to go really, really fast. So all these different aspects are, are key, and we can also monitor this in real time uh, because we can see directly on a store-by-store basis how many um, you know are being engaged, are being captured, and uh, are signing up. Uh, so the whole process is, is a really end-to-end um, way of, of capturing customer data in a in a very simple. Uh, very uh, easy way, but 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 fun uh, for the both for the consumer, but also for the staff in the store. Intelligence energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. For more specialist advice to help you create email marketing that gets results, visit e-focusmarketing.com. That hits on so many of the problems that my clients who um, have that retail store element to their business, those problems are every single one that they come up against. You know, exactly what you said. So data being mistyped by people, cashiers, um, not explaining, certainly in a world of GDPR, not explaining properly what people are going to receive, when they're going to receive it. That all then gets done with the online part of it, when they're coming through and then they're entering their information, not clogging up the till time. All of those things are major issues in terms of data quality, in terms of 
time at the the checkout when they need to be getting people through on busy periods. So I think that that is an absolutely fantastic and fun way to combat a lot of those issues. And of course, be GDPR compliant as well. So, you know, we wouldn't be able to do an episode, of course, talking about list growth without talking about being GDPR compliant. So how do you make sure with this interactive element that you are meeting all of those requirements of GDPR in terms of positive consent, in terms of unbundled consent, making sure that they can still play the game without having to enter their information? So how does that work? So, so, so indeed, this is a very important part, and we've been uh, we've been working, um, you know, uh, way before 2016 already uh, in 2018 in terms of the launch of the GDPR. But already since 2016, we were thinking of all these data privacy, and it's actually um, it's a bit what what we've actually designed when we started the company is is privacy by design. Uh, for us, it's, it's really key because we're not trying to force people to leave data. We are trying to create a, an emotional connection and for people to feel comfortable by leaving data and why not signing up. So it's a very different approach than the typical approach of giving your data. Uh, so we're not forcing people and we are trying to, um, uh, to, to do our best there. So therefore, whatever we do is always, the consent is always separate from, um, you know, whatever, if it's a promotion, for example, it will be completely separate. So you, you're running an interactive wheel of fortune um, and you're not obliged to, um, uh, to, to, to sign up or to uh, have the terms and conditions ticked off. Uh, but we also implement things like um, a double opt-in. So, um, you know, especially for, um, you know, countries like Germany, where we do a, a lot of work as well, it's really important to have this double opt-in connection. And people can easily set this up um, to make that, um, you know, another way to um, make a completely GDPR compliant, extra GDPR compliant for some of these countries. Um, now, the, the other aspect is all about security, um, because for us, we also are very, uh, clear in terms of where the data is hosted and how the data is hosted. But we do a, um, we have integrations with all major email marketing platforms. So what happens is that when we do an interactive experience, the data that we capture is automatically sent to the email marketing platform and we do not need to keep the data ourselves. So we have what we call data retention policies based on transferred data. Um, and then we can remove the data automatically as soon as the data has been transferred to, uh, to an ESP. Um, so there's a number of things like this that we have uh, implemented purely for, for GDPR. Um, and uh, of course, privacy policies, special menus, an extra menu, extra attention to that to make sure that people really understand the reason and how is this data going to be used. Um, we do recommend and make recommendations to our clients as well, um, because sometimes they, some people still think, well, we don't need a tick box. Um, so we always uh, try to remind them, well, you know, it's, it's something that we recommend and we also have uh, inside the platform, uh, we flag directly with a, um, you know, warning. Uh, you do not have a tick box, so um, it's um, it may not be GDPR, uh, depending on where you're doing this. Um, so we are making recommendations as well actively to our um, to our um, software users, basically, to make sure that they um, uh, they do not do anything that is outside of the GDPR scope. I think that's so important and it's important to understand that this is another process. It's not just an email sign up and you press the button and you've signed up where of course you don't need a tick box. This is much more akin to setting up an account or going through a purchase process in the sense that you're getting an email opt-in as part of another process. But 
so you do need a, a tick box. But the key thing here is exactly as we've been saying the whole way along. And this is what you need to think about for your email strategy as a whole, not just for the sign up. But it's getting that emotional connection. If you can get people emotionally brought into your brand and the connection with you, they're more likely to sign up to receive emails from you because they think, hey, do you know what? This was really fun. What else can they offer me? What else am I going to get when I sign up to these emails? And of course, we need to set that out as well and give them the benefits of signing up. You know, are they going to receive special offers from you before anyone else? Are they going to receive exclusive discount codes, exclusive content? What is it that your audience want? So when it comes to your strategy overall, that's what you have to consider. You have to think about what do they want from you and how can you connect that in to what they're doing now. And I think that that is a fantastic way to connect back into the interactivity because you have so many options on what you can do. You've already mentioned a couple of examples, Jack, and we'll, we'll dig into those in a little bit more detail in a moment and some of the results that you've seen. But there are lots of different things that you can do to make this sign-up opportunity interactive. But what's going to work for your audience? So, Jacques, do you have any examples of perhaps a couple of different types of companies and what they've done? You've already mentioned Virgin Holidays and the pinball machine. But do you have a couple more examples of different types of companies, how they've used the interactivity and the kind of sign up rates that they saw and results that they got? Yes. So I, I think that, um, I mean, a couple of ideas that, that, that jump to mind is that one of them is the, the pop-up, um, which uh, we've seen a lot of pop-ups these days that are, um, you know, uh, quite in your face. Uh, and, uh, and now we've had all these pop-up blockers and all these ways of stopping it. So we decided to, to do this slightly differently again, uh, trying to be subtle, uh, trying to be um, you know, use, using a, a simple um, a little widget that can be popping up, but uh, a small uh, bubble uh, on, the, on the bottom left or the bottom right um, with um, a moving GIF, um, with something that is uh, moving around or a little bit interactive. Uh, you can uh, close it off or you can just uh, hover over it and there is a little message saying, for example, um, uh, you know, tap the Christmas tree or light up the Christmas tree with us. Um, so you tap on it and then you have this, this, uh, uh, active pop-up that's going to be activated in this case and you can start, uh, lighting up the, the Christmas tree as a, as an interactive way to, to engage the audience then and to discover prizes, special offers, um, uh, or maybe run an advent calendar like this as well. Um, so here the idea is to use this, this, um, this, uh, subtle way of, of engaging an audience without being too intrusive and online. That works extremely well, um, and um, and we're doing this with a lot of um, a lot of different brands this uh, this Christmas. Uh, and the other way is the uh, the advent calendar, um, which is a, a very powerful way to engage audiences, um, and, and not just for you know one day, but just on a regular basis. Um, this has proven to be very good for uh, for two functions, of course, the data capture, uh, but also the the conversion. Uh, because people are, what we do is what we iframe these, uh, these uh, calendars directly into the e-commerce website and people receive uh, offers or maybe a joke or maybe the recipe, the recipe of the day. 
um, and then can go directly online to use it. So uh, that's a very good way to also drive the conversion. So last year we did um, uh, we did a couple of those um, um, with um, a couple of um, case studies is uh, with Mr. Wonderful in Spain. Um, we did this an international advent calendar in five different countries, and also Ryman here in the UK uh, with 12 days of Christmas. Um, and uh, you know more than 100,000 signups uh, in terms of uh, in terms of engagement. So a really nice way uh, to, uh, to to get things um, uh, you know moving uh, with with the audience. So these are some of, some of the uh, some of the online aspects um, inside social media. Um, a lot of different activities as well, either through Instagram, especially with a swipe up function now. You can really drive someone from swipe up to a wheel of fortune. And so this is what. Um, um, uh, paper Chase has been doing not with a wheel in this case, but with a shake, where you have to shake the snow globe, uh, and then you shake the snow globe, and then you have a prize afterwards. So a nice way to interact directly from the Instagram stories, where you swipe up, you have a shake, you shake, and then you have um, you know an offer, and you can sign up to it. Um, so social media is also a big um, environment, and the pinball that we was just mentioning was also driven a lot by social media directly for for Virgin Holidays. Um, so these are already two uh, two environments. The third one I was mentioning, of course, the, the offline. Um, but the offline is also, um, uh, you know, expanding to many different um, aspects and environments. So what we see is, for example, in during events, uh, a number of our um, uh, you know uh, customers have used also water bottles uh, or bottles or giveaways uh, with a connection directly. Uh, with uh, with an interactive element to uh, to participate to a, a promotion directly on the booth. Um, again, also during the event, posting posts on Twitter um, to try to get people to come to the booth uh, and use uh, one of the interactive games uh, to engage. So there's many many different ways to really get um, you know the the, uh, the conversation going. And what we what we tend to do is having a conversation with our clients as well or our prospects to, to discuss. Uh, what would you like to do? How would you like to do it? Where is your audience? What are the key moments for you in the year? Uh, how do you engage? What, just, what is your tone of voice with your audience? And all of these aspects then are enabling us to make recommendations and to give them, you should try this and you should try that and, um, and get the best results for them. Excellent. That all sounds brilliant. I love those examples again. So what do you think one of the biggest mistakes is that you see companies making when it comes to email signups. What really stands out for you as a as a mistake that needs rectifying? So I, I think well, I think the pop up, uh, the traditional pop up that we see just in your face to sign up. I think it's a bit too too aggressive these days. I think we need to be a bit more subtle, um, and and I think the conversion rates are. Uh, not not that that high, uh, three to five percent from what I can see. Um, so I think that uh, having that uh, aggressiveness is, is maybe not the best way. I think, um, but I think it's also um, uh, trying to make the uh, the sign up a bit more uh, engaging inside um, the sign up process or the welcome process. So what we see a lot is that the sign up process is simply just an email address and that's it. Um, but we don't know much about that person at all. So. Uh, what we recommend to a lot of our clients is, is to, uh, inside the process and inside the welcome process, a live welcome lifecycle, why not use a data enrichment, interactive uh, data enrichment in this case? Um, because you don't know much about this person. So um, Kate has just joined the list. Um, but uh, how do we make recommendations? How do we make it personal uh, for Kate? So why not ask her maybe in step two or in step three, um, swipe your preferences with us? 
uh, or or um, uh, tell us about yourself uh, with an interactive profiler, and we come out with a recommendation. It's like your profile is uh, this. Uh, you know, you are the connoisseur, or uh, you are uh, you are you know. Uh, so different profiles that you can set up and really work around these profiles to make those people also uh, feel special. But at the same time, in that process, you've captured a lot of data to personalize the engagement that you can do by email. Uh, so I think that's a, one of the biggest mistakes today in in the signups is um, is we're trying to make it quick, to make it simple. But we do not know much afterwards. So email marketeers today end up with email database that are actually quite poor uh, in terms of uh, data. Uh, so how do we how do I enrich this? Because we have extremely powerful tools on the other side uh, for dynamic content and for marketing automation. But how can you drive marketing automation and dynamic content if you don't have the data? So I think this is one of the biggest mistakes that we see. And there's big investments being made in marketing automation tools, but without data, it's not going to work very well. I could not agree with you more. So I talk about this all the time that, you know, if you want to use email intelligently, you have to have the data behind it. It all starts with the data. So using that interactivity to make that data collection process post sign up or during the sign up, really clever, really easy, I think is an absolutely fantastic way to do it and will help you to grow the amount of data you have to make your strategy going forward really clever, really personalized, get that emotional connection with the copy, the content, the imagery, the offers that you're sending in your email campaigns going forward absolutely love that. And when it comes to pop-ups, I think, again, you're right. I think the way that people are using pop-ups a lot of the time isn't right. It's, you know, exactly the same thing again. It's not that pop-ups are a bad thing. It's the way people are using them. When they're hard to close down, when they don't explain what you're going to get, you know, nobody wants to sign up to an email newsletter, but what they want to sign up for is benefit, benefit, benefit. What's in it for them to sign up? So we have to look at how we're presenting the sign up, making sure that the benefits are really listed, making sure that when we use pop-ups, they, they are intrusive by their nature, but they should be easily closed down. They should not pop up as soon as you get onto a page. There should be a time delay or a scroll delay or using an on-exit pop-up. There's so many different possibilities with that where we can incorporate it into the customer journey intelligently and make sure that it is intrusive, but at a time that makes sense and is going to encourage conversions. That's where you're going to see massive conversion rates in terms of pop-ups. And if you can make it interactive, more's the better. So I will link to um, a blog post on the eFocus Marketing website all about pop-ups. So that will be in the show notes if anyone wants to link to that and have a little look. And of course, we will be linking to the Odici website and people can find out a lot more about interactive sign-up forms, interactive data collection, and how they can use that on and offline in their businesses. So before we kind of tell people how they can get in touch with you. What would be your biggest tip that you would leave people with if they want to start getting involved with interactive email signups? Um, I, I think my biggest tip would be really to um, uh, to, to, to look at look at uh, look at your audience. Um, and and if you were you know if you if you were that what we what would work for you um, 
And I think a lot of the things that we do is, is trying to get back to, to memories, uh, to acquired uh, behavior that uh, a lot of these things are from the from, from our childhood as well. And it's how do you how can we get this um, across the line and 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 make that um, and test and test that and use that? Uh, I think that that would be that my, my, my biggest uh, biggest recommendation is is try to think uh, outside of the box, try to think differently with the audience, uh, and try to think about something that um, uh, is going to be unexpected um, because it's interactive. It's going to surprise them um, and delight them, uh, and that's the idea. Is that if you manage to get that. You, you have them and you have their connection and you've created this emotional connection. The rest, um, is, is actually a lot easier, uh, to, uh, and can happen a lot easier. And that's where, you know, you, you can start asking some questions that can be relevant for you and, and to drive your, uh, your, your digital marketing business. Great tip. So how can people get in touch with you at Adichie to get the technology to help them implement this really easily in their business? So you can visit us at uh, www.odici.com. So Odici is O-D-I-C-C-I.com. Um, and if you want to send me um, uh, an email, feel free to send us uh, uh, or send me an email at jprothon, so J-P-R-O-T-H-O-N for November at odici.com. Perfect. And we'll put all of those links in the show notes. So Jacques, thank you so much for joining me today on this masterclass and sharing your knowledge with us. I'm really excited about interactive email. I've got some clients who are using it, some clients who I'm definitely recommending it to. But I think overall, my key takeaway from this, and hopefully everyone listening as well, is just to think about your audience, what's going to connect with them, and then make it as fun and easy as possible to do. So thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. Thank you. Brilliant. So for everyone listening, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on your local podcast provider as well. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Find us, subscribe, definitely leave us a rating. Tell us what you loved about this episode, what you'd like to hear about in future episodes. And I will speak to you in a couple of weeks with another episode. Thanks. Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Head to our website for downloads and show notes. e-focusmarketing.com/intelligence. slash